Hey, back with another podcast ahead of the Easter long weekend. Todd with you from the 98.1 Triple M Geraldton Brecky Show. We're going to catch up with Michelle from Geraldton Greenough Wildlife Rescue, talking roos, talking joeys. And we're also going to catch up with Heather from Chapman River Friends. But right now, let's catch up with Michelle. How you been? Oh, any better than be two of me, Todd. Yeah. Very busy and very <laughs> <Jeez>. happy. <laughs> uh, we'll have a quick chat uh, off air. And you did say, like, uh, was a flat tack, like a, a lizard drinking. And apparently we've got to dispel a, a myth here. Apparently lizards don't drink all that fast. No, we definitely um, we definitely have to move that along. Um, the um, Obviously, lizards, um, when they um, drink, drink really slow. So when I hear people go, oh, you know, flat tack like a lizard drinking, I reckon we need to change it to flat tack like a lizard running up the road because oh, yeah. they do that pretty fast, but they, <laughs> they drink do. really slow. <laughs> all right. Well, there we go, folks. So, yeah, stop using that one. And now look, on to a more serious note. Uh, kangaroos and joeys, they are out and about, and it's something that people definitely need to be aware of. Yeah, this time of the year, we have a, a lot of kangaroos that are um, obviously moving. We've got a lot of green grass that's coming through. So, um, you know, the kangaroos are moving back and forth across roads to chew on that nice, tasty grass. And the fact is, we've also got a lot of cars out on the road due to school holidays, which means collisions. Now, a lot of those kangaroos are carrying joeys in their pouch. And so then we have the impact of um, hitting a kangaroo and therefore maybe finding a joey uh, nice and alive in the pouch. So, yeah, something to be aware of. Yeah, so of course we want people to check. I mean, obviously we want to make sure that people in the car are safe and, and okay. But of course, if you've hit a roo, we definitely want to check it and check the pouch and see if the joey is there. Now, if someone does discover a joey, what is the next step? Do they phone someone? Do they do they try and take the joey out themselves? Or what should they be doing? Yeah, okay, so really good point. Um, so if um, once you made a also um, the most major point is making sure you're safe um, when, you, when you do go check the animal. So if the animal is on the road and it is deceased, please drag it by the tail off the road uh, because if the kangaroo is dead, they also feed um, for other large predators like eagles. And so when an eagle eats, it takes a while for that little guy or big guy to, to jump off the road. So taking the carcass off the road means he can safely eat it and then you've avoided a collision between the eagle and a car or even a car hitting that kangaroo again and, and um, causing the car to, to um, damage itself. So once you've got the animal off the road uh, and if there's a joey alive and you can see it in the pouch, gently um, place your hands in the pouch and uh, making sure that no limbs of, of the little joey are, are bent or anything and, and remove it as carefully as you can. Place it somewhere nice and warm. Up your um, shirt is, is the best, most warmest place and um, and to keep the car and domestic noises at the minimum. But um, even just wrapping it up in a towel and placing it somewhere quiet in the car or someone holding it nice and quiet is absolutely perfect. And then call the Wild Care Helpline. Now, I'll reverse back and if you are a little bit too squeamish, which a lot of people are and that's okay, and you know that there is a little joey in there, Call the Wild Care Helpline and um, if and and let us know where it is, so somebody can then drive out and check the pouch and um and you know take that Joey to a little carer. We do have a lot of people jotted out around Western Australia and the Western Australian Wild Care Helpline, which is run by DCBA. We can they can put you in the correct uh, area for a, a registered carer in your area to help you out. Which is oh, brilliant. Yeah, really good. All right, so make sure you've got that number and your phone, people. So uh, if people do take it out themselves, all they need is, as you said, like just a shirt, a jumper or a tail or something like that. There's, there's nothing else they'd, they'd need? No, no, please do not feed or give the animal anything at all, including mm -hmm. water. 
by inadvertently giving them something that we think they need, we can actually um, either further injure the animal or even kill it by giving it the wrong thing. Mm. Quiet is the most, um, the best thing for any wildlife when you rescue, so um, free from domestic noises or any disturbance because they can actually develop a stress and a myopathy through either being handled too much or having too much noise around them. So quietness and then call a carer and one of us will direct you exactly what to do with the animal and um, and where to take it. All right. So say after you've checked the kangaroo, you've dragged the roo off the road, uh, you've yep. checked whether there's a joey there or not, should we be marking these roos just, just to let people know who may be driving by that they've actually been checked? Say to do that, be honest, if you can drag it off the road and, and well out of the way, which is what I normally try mm. to do, so as far away from the roadside as possible, that's probably the best course of action because yep. um, it's off the road. Um, not everybody's going to carry, you know, a, um, a can of spray paint yeah. or something to, to spray it. And, uh, and I'm actually really just thankful if people can get them off the road to the side because once they're out of um, sight of the traffic, the other creatures that do, um, you know, feed on the carcass, they're safe to eat it as well. And there's a whole range of um, insects and, and just the process that goes through an animal that's at the side of the road. So it actually does really go back into the earth and feed many others. So, yeah, leaving it out of sight is probably the best. But, you know, if you've, if you've got a spray can, you know, feel free to spray away, especially if you're out on a road where there's many of them mm. because um, most of us carers, um, we educate our family and our friends and, and anybody we meet really to um, – to you know, keep an eye out for displaced or orphaned wildlife at all times. So it does assist people stopping, um, especially on those long travels to Perth. Yeah, big thank you to Michelle for her time having a chat there. And look, if you wanted that number, the WA Wildcare helpline number, again, it is 9474 9058. That's 9474 9058. Of course, take care of yourself out and about on the road. And uh, look, if you can help out a root wildlife, please do. Okay, let's keep moving along. We're sticking with the flora, the fauna rather, and we're catching up with Heather from Chapman River Friends. Just wanted to send out a thank you um, to the nine other intrepid souls who went on this voyage of discovery we went on, which obviously was surveying and monitoring of birds on the islands on Masterclass. Um, I just wanted to say to all those people, it was just totally amazing and the sharing of the knowledge from each other. Um, we just learnt so much and I think that's a message for everybody out there that everyone has something to give. Um, it might seem small, but it's very important. So just remember that, everyone. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, We're going to talk about something that we have touched on in the past. Um, I know I've seen it around the place. I'm sure many yeah. other people have seen it around the place. Uh, the face masks, specifically yeah. the disposable ones. Yeah, they're becoming a massive environmental issue worldwide. Um, and just before I start, I'd like to give reference to – I got most of my information from um, – a site called Conversation UK with the Uni of Portsmouth, so just so that's acknowledged. Um, so, yeah, it's an environmental disaster that's basically looming and probably equals or worse to than the plastic issue we have because mm. um, people have probably noticed, like you said, around Geraldton, that there are disposable waste face masks just being thrown on the ground. Um, to give one example of how bad this issue is, on one clean-up on a February beach, uh, February day in Hong Kong, 70 masks were found along 100 metres of shoreline. Jeez. 
So that was just one small section. Um, and in the Mediterranean, masks have been reported being seen floating like jellyfish. So that sort of is very, very scary stuff. Yeah, that, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So obviously yeah. a major hazard for the environment. Um, wow. I, I don't know. <laughs> how, do we, how do we resolve this? What, what do we need to do? Yeah, okay. I just wanted to mention before I um, mention how everybody out there can help, um, people might be aware, but the majority of masks are manufactured from long-lasting plastics. Mm. So if discarded, they can persist in the environment for decades, even hundreds of years. So that's pretty scary. And initially, it's been discovered that masks in the right conditions actually carry the virus for up to seven days. So people such as waste collectors or even members of the public picking them up um, are actually exposing themselves potentially to getting COVID virus. Um, over the medium to long term, plants and animals are affected through the sheer mass. Uh, the local environment can be smothered and it can break up ecosystems. Animals, sadly, can also mistake these items for food. So if you can imagine that the mass look like a jellyfish, yeah. a dolphin will come along and go, OK, there's my dinner. Um, they can either choke on these masks or just suffer long deaths because they can't digest them. Um, and then the other issue is the straps on the mask can become entangled in wildlife. Um, over time, the plastics break down into microplastics and even smaller pieces known as nanoplastics. And these food or tiny particles can accumulate in the food chain. So which can affect not only the environment and animals, but eventually that goes to humans. So it's a, it, it's really quite um, daunting when you look at it like that. Yeah, well, you um, mentioned the nanoplastics. Um, you know, I know I've read they've found that in seafood and they've yep. found it in people. So yeah, it is exactly. being passed on to us, but we just don't know at this point in time how adverse the effect is going to be uh, long term. Well, so that's the thing no. as well. So. Yeah, everything's interconnected. Yeah. So, I mean, there's been reports of birds, um, even down as far as Antarctica, regurgitating food to their young ones and they've got plastic in it. Mm. So that that's the extent of how bad it's getting. Um, so I guess after all that, people can do something. So using reusable masks without a disposable filter is one example because those disposable filters are also um, an issue for the environment. Mm. Try to carry a spare so you don't need to use a disposable mask because at the end of the day, um, using um, another mask is a better option. If you have to use a disposable, take it home, put it in a bag, preferably paper, and place it in a proper bin. Don't throw it on the ground or in the river or, you know, those sort of places. It needs to be disposed of correctly um, and they shouldn't be put in recycling because they're potentially a biohazard to workers mm. and they get caught in the equipment. So, you know, again, they are an issue for those people. Um, I guess the take-home message is whatever you do, just don't litter them. Our environment is doing it tougher than it is without adding extra pressure to it. Um, and look after each other. Be safe and responsible. Um, and that way we can all help each other and protect the environment at the same time. Yeah, that's Heather from Chapman River Friends. And, yeah, do the best you can with those disposable face masks, uh, clipping the, the strings, disposing of them properly, because uh, I've definitely seen around Geraldton quite a few. Uh, out and about in the bushes, on the roads, everywhere and anywhere pretty much. So please do take care. And, yeah, if you can, uh, use a cloth mask. That's what I have. Um, easy to wash, uh, very much reusable. And, uh, well, as Heather mentioned, 
good for the environment and, yeah, you don't have to throw it away uh, when we're done using them, which is hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, we can just pop them in the cupboard and uh, save them for another time, which hopefully never comes uh, or at least isn't, uh, well, is a long way away. Uh, all right, that is the podcast. Of course, you can stay up to date with it all via listener and, of course, tune in to The Recce Show Monday to Friday from 6 a.m.